0: Hi, this is Nick Underhill, and you're listening to a New Orleans.network podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of Pals Pod, a New Orleans.network podcast. As always, I'm your host, Raphael
1: Rattler, joined by my fellow
0: middle brother, Gareth G. Money Rattler. who's popping with you this week?
1: Oh, man, it's uh, been a been a crazy another another crazy weekend uh, gone by. I had still dealing with some Ida stuff, um, but things are getting back to normal, bro. Uh, in the city, kind of soared a little bit, um, you know, still some some remnants of some some Ida stuff going on with like the trash and stuff. But, you know, all in all, uh, getting back to into a swing of things, had that media day to day, you know, so uh, I had something to look to watch all day and not do any work with. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how's everything going on with you, bro?
0: I can't complain, man. We got our health, uh, and that's all that matters.
1: So, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, You just touched
0: on it a little bit. So today was Pels Media Day. We haven't heard from anyone in the organization in months, um, and we got a, we got a pretty interesting day. I mean, all
1: in all, all around the league, it was a pretty interesting day for for. For media in the NBA. Yeah, like, no kidding. Uh, no kidding. A lot of big stories, a lot of awkward turtles going on around everywhere. <laughs> dumb statements, but that too. But
0: yeah, man, it was it was a wild day. Michael Porter Jr. is a max
1: contract player. 40 million a year, huh? That's yeah, that what no, they, that what, that what they that's tell me? That's
0: what they say. So I mean, you know, it, it was all over the board, but you know, the in specifically on 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 the pell. So um everybody you know, who paid attention to any type of news in the last, you know, week or so, um, you know, was all in a panic last week when, you know, the article, Christian kirk's article came out, uh, and they talked about, you know, the state of the the Pelicans, right? And essentially Zion's relationship with with Griffin and, you know, you know, what he may or may not be doing this off season and all that, right? And so mm-hmm. as always, Pelicans uh, fan base pelicans twitter was you know all in a bunch it was a rough week or so right and so uh-huh. today was our opportunity to get some of those things clarified, deny whatever you want to call it right so you know griff started it off right he started off hot and you know so i saw someone say this on twitter normally and you and i talked about this you know we were on uh pel's pro talk earlier this uh earlier this week and you know we talked about that Griff has the gift of gab, right? He's able to, from a a professional standpoint, he's able to take any circumstance that you put in front of him and use words to describe it in a way that ultimately is either not that bad or positive, right? And so, you know, people expect him to get in front of a mic and to kind of, you know, float around with stuff Mm -hmm. uh, and beat around the bush. And so today, I feel like Griff was a little bit more straightforward. Like he basically said, you know what? It's on me to, to 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 win. And if I don't win, I won't be here. You know, that's what it boils down to. You can put the the tangible stuff that you read, you know, in, in front of whoever you want to, but it comes down to winning. And, you know, at the end of the day, if if we don't do that, we don't achieve that. We've been underachieved as a franchise for years and years a year, but especially since Zion Williamson has been a part of this team you know it basically he knows that he's on the hot seat and he acknowledged it he didn't run from it he took it so you know say what you want about that but how did you feel about Griffin's overall demeanor before we get into the the specific right. what he said how did you feel about his open introductory press conference the Pelicans 2021 2022
1: season well he immediately off the bat came out with with the with the with the bombshell about uh, Zion's injury. Uh, like immediately, uh, like unprompted, unagged. Nobody knew anything about it. Uh, just fresh off the dump. Uh, while we're sitting here, let me tell y'all, uh, your boy broke his foot. So it was just, it was it was first of all it was it was refreshing um, to just hear. You know, it was jarring a little bit, obviously, but it was refreshing to hear kind of Griff. Uh I mean I'm sure it was gonna come out eventually. Um uh, no right, yeah. but but he but it was good to see him kind of get in front of it and just flat out say it and be like, hey bro, look, this is what's going on right now. Um, this is kind of what's been going on. So like you said, it's kinda a little, you know, it's a little good to see him opening up and being at least a little bit more candid. Now, if he's telling the truth or not, you know, whatever the case is, that's, that's for a different discussion for a different day um, that I'm going to actually address later on in this, in this podcast. But, you know, just the fact that he was out and he was open and he said, look, we know that we are not where we want to be. We understand that things are not where they are supposed to be, Um, but the direction is clear. Um, You know, he kind of let us know that the whole, you know, front office is in lockstep with each other and kind of, you know, see this, uh, you know, this kind of direction that they're going into is is clear, Uh, you know, with Brandon Ingram and Zion and the the younger players that they have, and as well as the veterans that they brought in. So I'm, I'm, I was very, I was very interested to see, uh, kind of griff's openness and his candidness because we've all known griff uh to be a master <laughs> a master wordsmith uh i call him emperor palpatine the way he <laughs> talks um because the, he just you know he, he'll tell you something and it's just he'll give you the, the rose cover glasses and it's just like you know it's not maybe it's not that bad and again you know, somewhere in between, you know, and we'll talk about that is is where you should probably be. Um, but there were some things that some good things that, that Griff got out. And I'm glad to see he was more candid and more open. It um, just kind of to the point, um, although he threw my favorite word out there, um, you know, and I tweet <laughs> about it, you know, his sustainability sustainable. Uh, his favorite word that I just wish he just throws away, just just throw the whole word away, bro. Um, but other than that, it, it was real. It was real nice to see him so candid, bro.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and so some of those things as we go into a more positive uh, spin on things, uh, some of those things he talked about was our guy, Jackson Hayes. Right. And mm-hmm. how he was lighting it up um, at you know their, their sessions that they had in Nashville. Well, they had, the team just played some pickup uh, basketball and stuff like that. But he had glowing reviews for Jackson, glowing reviews for for B.I., um, There was a lot of positivity. And so again, it's one of those things where uh, Griff said he might want to take it with a, with a, a grain of salt. But then you mm-hmm. saw players and coaches come after him and all say the same things mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. And so um, it was really positive to kind of get into the day. And so today what we're going to do, we'll talk a little bit about Um, you know some of the media uh, from Jackson and from BI and Zion and things like that and we'll also talk expectations going into the season for returning players so um, again Griff kind of set things off kind of said you know BI and Jackson are doing some things the thing that I I got the most out of you know what he had to say before we move into the players are is Bi is taking a leadership position that we are asking him to take, right? And so, I always kind of thought it would be Bi before it would be Zion because of the age, right? And he's naturally he's a little bit older. He's been in the league a little bit, uh, a little bit longer. His overall personality, his demeanor, is a little bit different from Zion in a way that hey, I might lead, but I might have my own way of doing things. And he's a little bit further along into this. Hey, I'm closer to separating from my parents. I'm a little bit closer to being a grown, mature man than some of these other guys. Let me go ahead and step out of my comfort zone and start doing things. And so a lot of things we heard from him in terms of organizing the team to get together, to get to know each other before the season started, organizing workouts, understanding how people uh, play and understanding their philosophy and who they are as men. You know, that's what you want to see from a young player. And even though, you know, he might be a veteran on this team, he's still a really young guy as well. So you love to see that uh, from a player like B.I. So what what were your thoughts uh, to kind of wrap up uh, everything from media day uh, before we kind of start jumping into players and some of the
1: feedback that we got from them? Well, I got a couple of things I I need to get off uh, about media day. So first things first, the 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 the, the article that, you know, that Griff kind of alluded to. um, And, you know, he he talked about, you know, as, as as situations go, you know there's going to be times where the narrative takes its, you know, takes its own life form and, and runs and does things um, just because of this, the certain situation that you've been in um, and the, in the things that, you know, and, and the things are going on, you know, in house. And so the Pelicans aren't winning um, you know, media day is coming up. There's all of this stuff about Zion and then this article comes out and it, and it says that, you know, Griffin was playing the piano for Zion and, all of these things, and then you hear Griff come out and he says that you know I don't even play the piano, um, <laughs> and, and you know I, I I wouldn't do those type of things. And we'll talk about Zion's response when we when we get to Zion. But you know those are those are the you know I said you know when I said this and I said that you know the the the, the narrative around the Pelicans and the narrative around Zion and Brandon Ingram, um, and just the sheer talent around them. There is always going to be a story. Those narratives. You know, you, you you have to always remember that there's there's always something to become of this story or right. something to come of this news or something like that. And again, this is not a positive you know, spin on, hey, the Pelicans can do no wrong. Griff can do no wrong. Right. All I'm saying is that when situations come up and things like that happen, it is best to take a step back. You don't need to be the first to react. You don't need to be the first person. It, just understand that there's a reason behind everything that is written, everything that is pushed on both sides, whether it be the, the, you know, so the, agenda the, the organization yeah. or, you know, some news, uh, article, you know, some news corporation or something. So, you know, just, just to kind of, to, to kind of, Give Griff, you know, there's a lot of things that Griff does wrong. There's a lot of things that Griff, you know, Griff should be. And he says that there are times where, you know, you get a lot of, um, you know, a lot of credit when things go right. And there's sometimes where you get a lot of blame when things go wrong. Um, That's undeserving both ways. And I think that that's a very, very, you know, profound thing because that is true. A lot of things that Griffin gets a lot of credit for. I mean, he had LeBron. So I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, you know, but there's a lot of things that come out such as him serenading Zion yeah. that comes out and it's like, bro, like, come on. I know man. there's a lot of crazy things. And like, I know Griff is this like very, like, he's a very polarizing person, either like you like him or you hate him. Like, right. like there's like nothing in between. So, but, but I mean, like you, you gotta, you gotta understand, you know, there's a lot of things going on. And then, you know, secondly, just to talk about Zion. You know, uh, and before we get into the players and the returning players and stuff, you know, and when Zion talks about, uh, you know, I'm glad you asked me that question. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad somebody finally asked me. That's all I've been pushing for. And again, this is whether you believe it or not is something totally different. Right. But the fact that somebody asked Zion and let it come from Zion's mouth is what we've been asking as a fan base. Just kind of speak for yourself. You know, what I'm saying kind of you get you put a face in a word to whatever it is that you're saying, whether it be true or not, rumors or not, you address it, come out and say it, um, and things like that. And so now that you see Zion kind of come out and say, listen, things are, you know, I, I love this place. I, I want to play here. And again, whether you believe it or not is a totally different subject. But for now, Zion says that he's happy. He's going to be playing this season, whenever that is. And we'll get into his injury once we start talking about the returning players. Um, He's here. He you know, he's going to be playing and he told you to your face that he's happy and he loves it. He loves it here. And I know a lot of people have defense mechanisms and are uh, because of the, the AD um, situation. And when he said, hey, I love this city, I play for this and then wanted to trade afterward. I just think it's very disingenuous to, to compare Zion Williamson to Anthony Davis, because there's nothing that Zion has done so far out of his words, out of his mouth, out of his actions to compare him to Anthony Davis in the way he acted on the way out of New Orleans after the relationship had had soured for so long. So I think it's very disingenuous to compare him, you know, to Anthony Davis just because Anthony Davis said something and did something a totally different way doesn't mean that Zion Williamson operates that way. And he may very well do that another years down the line, but as of now going into this season, he has told you to his your face that he loves being here, he wants to play here. He has no issues with Griffin and at the best that we can do is take him for his word for right now and enjoy him and enjoy the upcoming season going forward.
0: Yeah, and and I and I, and I agree with with everything that you said. And so just to start getting into things cuz I think mm-hmm. a lot of that will flow into what we got for the show today. Mm-hmm. The in the pit question of the the week this week is with all the turmoil surrounding the pelicans leading into the season mm-hmm. i feel as if this is a, something that could either make them in terms of hey we not worry about what's going on everywhere else in mm-hmm. the media you kind of heard that resounding effect mm-hmm. from, from from players all throughout the day today right and the coaches we're worried about what we got to what we have to do what we are set to do how do we maximize our skill set stop stop underperforming things like that it will either make the team Or it'll break it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Zion's injury and, you know, the turmoil with Griff, things could get ugly if the Pels start off on a real ugly streak to Mm -hmm. start the season. Mm -hmm. So that being the case, which direction do you think it goes?
1: Honestly, I think that Willie Green – being here uh, will will absolutely bring it to a situation where this is a positive spin on it. Again, I talk about all of the different things that Willie Green has gone through. Um, just as an assistant coach, you know, you've, he's been on 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 the Golden State Warriors team that has, uh, you know, seen winning, has seen the top of the top, um, but has also seen Kevin Durant and Draymond publicly spat in front of everybody, um, and has a seat and had what you know the the resounding effects that that had throughout the entire season. Right. And so, you know, you have this guy who has has been in situations where he's dealt with the most polarizing mm-hmm. um, players with the most polarizing attitudes and egos, meaning Draymond Durant and, you know, Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry with their own mm-hmm. personal, you know, kind of like world that they have. Right. Um, And he's also seen, you know, a team that has not been to the playoffs for eight years and then go to the finals the the next year. So he's seen every, every situation as far as like off the court noise and things like that. Um, I think that he's seen a lot of it and that he knows how to kind of, you know, work in that and maneuvering that and I think that that's going to bode very well uh for the Pelicans going forward. You heard Brandon Ingram talk about it. You heard Nall talking about controlling the things that you can control. Um you heard David Griffin talk about it. You heard Willie green, talk about it. And I think that and you heard Jackson talk about it. These are all, okay. you know, your core players to, and, and, and your front office talking about, Hey, we understand that there's going to be noise. There's going um, to be things going around, um, you know, in situations going around because we have who we have on the team. And because there's so much uh, expectations stemming from either Zion or Brandon Ingram or the team as it is combined, but we are focused on what we can focus uh, and control this season. Um, I think that that is a that is a a message that has been brought down from Willie Green. I can see Willie Green absolutely being um, you know a part of that message. And again, I talk about this and I echo this, and you heard this throughout the entirety of um, of the media day. Having Willie Green there and having Willie Green being a former player, which I've discussed ad nauseum on this podcast, Mm -hmm. having him be a former player a a lot today. Mm -hmm. Having a, a coach that is a player who has been in every all of these situations he's been on side of anthony davis he's been in all kind of situations these are the type of uh, uh, of things that he can draw on as an experience as a player, as well as a coach and kind of bunker those guys, hunker those guys down and say, listen, we have a goal to achieve, forget everything on the outside. Let's lock in. Let's do what I want. And I think that's what part of that, those Phoenix and those Nashville trips kind of built in together. So I think that this, you know, you know, as on a face value, I think that this can actually do a lot for the Pelicans going forward. Uh, This kind of like us against the world mentality, because that's what new Orleans is anyway. So, right. Right. I hear you. Okay. Perfect. So, Let's jump jump into things, right? So, uh, obviously, everybody spoke today.
0: Um, let's let's just start off with Zion, right? So Zion came out, looked like you know he had some good home cooked meals, you know, mm-hmm. while he's uh, been out and about doing different things. Um, Griff announced that he broke his foot, right? And so nobody has seen Zion in a boot. No one's seen him walk differently. He was just at the USC game like a couple weeks ago. So something tells me that Zion will probably be re- be ready week one, game one uh, of the NBA season. Um, but what was said was he's got to do a lot of training on his own. Um, he hasn't been working out with the teams because because of this injury. Um, you know, so there's kind of obviously all the things in the media, the article that came out, there's kind of like a – negative stigma around Zion going to the season
1: now Mm -hmm. you you see it all you see it everywhere all on social media it's it's crazy
0: so Zion attests that he hurt himself working out working hard uh improving his game the way I look at it is if Zion comes out and averages 13 30 and 10 on 60% shooting I feel like that all goes
1: away after game two you know and so we know what he's capable Especially of. Especially after this media day, after his comments and stuff, yeah. Right I, right, I can see it going away for sure. We know what he's
0: capable of. You know, they said – what was interesting to me, they said, you know, why haven't you been with your team? Why aren't you ready to play? Stuff like that. His reason was he didn't feel like he was himself because he got injured and he felt like he was letting him sift down, and he didn't want to show that in front of his, his teammates. Now – you know, take it either way. You might believe that. You might take it with a of self. Mm-hmm. whichever way it goes. For me, I could kind of see it. From a 21-year-old 20, who's like, you know, I'm supposed to save the franchise. I'm supposed to be the guy. I've been working hard. All of a sudden, I get hurt. I can't do none of that. I'm not going to show up in a boot and y'all just be depleted and think mm-hmm. the season hurt, right? And so maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But the way I look at it and what I'm looking forward to Zion being this year is putting all that stuff aside. Show up on the court. Show up on your teammate. Show up with your defensive in- intensity. Live up to some of the things that you've been talking about, right? You want to be the defensive player of the year. He came out with the goal and ring uh, like Shaq. Like, he did all of these things. Put that stuff to tie. Something that he's that important, I, I'm glad you brought it up. He said, you know, I'll, I'm glad you asked me and not someone else. We talked about it on previous pods on, in text. We want Zion to be his own man. We understand his parents have a heavy influence on him. He brought up his parents. He brought up how he was raised because that's who he is. But Mm -hmm. be your own man, right? Put that stuff to a side. Put the media aside. Show us that you want to be here. Don't say it, right? Show with the attitude. Show with uh, how you work with your team, right? How you work back to get in shape, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? Mm -hmm. Show us with your work ethic, which that's all he's done uh, prior to, right? And so- you know, the sigma has been, hey, you know, he hasn't been in shape this year, wasn't in shape last year, blah, blah, blah. blah. Show us on game one that you Zion Williamson, right? And uh-huh. and and let the rest, let the rest play out. So that's where I'm at on Zion. Like, I have very little to to put on that. Cause at this point, everybody's just conjectured. Everybody's just, oh man, we don't know. You either one way or the other, you're like, man, Zion gonna shut all these people up, or you're like, oh man, we we need to trade Zion. He don't want to be here. There's mm-hmm. very little in between right now, right, so right. I got nothing left to say about Zion. Show <laughs> us, show us day, day one, and let the rest be good. Because I, I I think the I think the guys gonna show up and, and play. So you know, yeah. what are your thoughts
1: on Zion? What are your expectations for him this season? Nah, man, I I agree with you. I think you know it was good to see him kind of you know in a in a playful way, but kind of really address it. Like, bro, I'm glad you asked me. And because nobody has ever asked me, you know, it's always, well, this is what this person is saying. So obviously this must be true. Right. Um, and it was really good, you know, just in a playful way, in his own Zion way. And you kind of saw, bro, when he walks into, first of all, when he walks into the, the room and he got that little smile and that little bruh, like he caught Andrew Lopez, all, uh, you know, <laughs> off, off guard. Cause he, you know, he just smile. He just radiates um, a lot of positive energy. Right. Um, you know, and, and I, I can see that being a galvanizing factor uh, for him. Now, as far as what he said, um for you know as far as his offseason and stuff goes you know again it, it, it there's somewhere in the truth uh you know the truth is somewhere in the middle right It's right. somewhere in the middle um you know somebody is not telling the truth somebody's not telling the truth on this side and somewhere in the middle is where you can find the truth so you know if 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 he was sitting around and you know and didn't want to you know, kind of give off that, that, oh, I'm injured again vibe, um, you know, while everything was, you know, so positively spun around the Pelicans, you know, once, once kind of the, the, the you know, Trey Murphy and the summer league kind of died down, you right. know, there was a lot no, of, was positive, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of positive vibes yeah. going for the, for the Pelicans. Um, and I could see him just kind of not wanting to, to do all that. But at the same time, I think, you know, there is a little bit to, you know, at least keeping your, 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 your you know, your teammates, you know, letting them know and, and letting letting the organization know like, you know, things are going on and, and of that nature. And I've never been of the mindset that it needs to come out to the media because again, the they are paid to play basketball and they are paid to do the media availabilities that are required by their law. They're not required to go to some report and say, Hey, I broke my foot. So if you want to drop this note, you can. That's not their responsibility. And I will never hold a player responsible for that. Um so going into you know going into that I am not sure you know how people want to take that and how they you know what's what's what side of the the ledger they want to be, uh believe but I know I'm I'm the one right now I I can only take what Zion is telling me um and that's you know that's showing me that he does have a you know some care about his his you know his teammates in a sense that I want to make sure that they are ready because you know he Zion is when he gets on the court that's 25 to 30 points on 60% shooting you know, every you way, know, you know, every time he steps on the court and if for these young players and as well as some of the players that's coming back, that's relying on him, if they, you know, for him to be who he is, if they saw him, you know, going to, hey, it's another injury and then the, the, the narrative turns like it, it just could be deflating for, you know, for, for a team that's really trying to get into it. So I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to my I'm just going to believe what he says and, and you know, take for what, he, what his word says. And, you know, I, I I can I can get behind that now. You know, going into the season, if he if he has to miss some 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 time going into the season or what I think is what's best for, you know, what's going on with the roster is that we have supplemented the roster and added so many people that can do things to themselves that you don't have to keep him out in order to not push him. You can have him out there, but you don't have to rely on him when he comes out there. You got 2, 5, and 12, and then Brandon Ingram the only person that can get his own bucket, and right. now you're forcing him to get 30 points a game as he's just coming back, or oh, we're not even competitive. Now you have this team where you have a Devontae uh, Graham, you have uh, Jonas Valanciunas, you have Nikel who is looking to take another step and can get his own bucket. Even off the bench, you have Sadoransky and other players that can kind of do things and, and kind of hold hold the float where you know some things are going, and then you have Brandon Ingram that's coming to take this step. So you don't have to hold him back or play him in bursts because you have so many different offensive weapons that you can go to. You can put him out there on the floor and just bring bring him on, uh, bring him in kind of, you know, as as time goes on and then let him get back into the flow and let him get back into what he needs to do. Um, But I expect him, he said he expects to play um, game one, the regular season. Um, He didn't speak too much about the preseason. He said he'd be there game one. So I'm expecting that he'll be ready to go game one um, and just be the same uh, dominant Zion that we all know. Yeah. And I'm with you. I think he'll be there
0: uh, as well, Uh, but you just got to show up and do it. Right. At this point, there, there should be no more to talk around Zion. Just let him get right, and you know. We'll see him game one. That's that's where I'm at with it, uh, yeah. right? You, you're gonna mm-hmm. show me through your play. So, right, um, that's Zion Williams. Now, Bi Bi was the hot topic today from from everyone. He helped construct the team meetings. He helped uh, kind of bring the team together. He's taking that next step. Um, they talked to him about what is some of the things you improved over the summer. He was like, really, just adding to my overall game, uh, knowing that our roster looks different this year. Um, knowing that you know they asked him about um coach willie green and it was interesting the way he kind of put it thing he said the way that willie talks to you there's a there's a difference in, in terms of you know how the message was portrayed last year and you can tell you know willie's kind of breaking every single player said the same thing he's a player's coach right He right, he, right. he gets it right he he understands he can break it down to us in ways that you know weren't historically there. Jackson said, "Uh, you know, he's just a better fit for us than any other coach. I was like, okay, dang. Now he was just, you said, right? said what he said. He was like, the other didn't match with that group. So so with B.I., I'm like, okay, this guy is looking to, to develop his game defensively. Uh, I saw Willie Green talked about, we want to put B.I. in more post-ups, which we've been screaming for, right? Like, There's just no, there've been no creativity. Like B.I. has had to work to get buckets ever since he's been here and he's still been incredible and so like let's put him on a block for shorter guys we saw him get hot in the Utah games in the past and things like that where he would just get to his spot and there's nothing you could do he rattled off 10 in a row let's put him in more of those situations where we leave one side of the floor to him on a smaller guard and let him do his thing right and so Um, that, uh, that's a big part of it. Playmaking Mm -hmm. another thing where he's like, Hey, we need to get up and down more. We need to be able to let other guys do more things and not always rely upon, um, BI and Zion to do everything. And I think that'll help on the defensive end, right? He'll have more, Mm -hmm. more energy. Uh, even though that's not an excuse, there'll be more reason to say, Hey, I'm not scoring 40 a night. Or I don't have to score thirty five a night. Let me score this twenty five, but let me lock in defensively. Let me mm-hmm. let me put more focus and more effort on that end. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the, the growth in Bi. I think Bi unlocking his game a little bit more uh, can bring this can bring this team to a
1: different level. So, yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on Bi? Again, Absolutely. What are your
0: expectations?
1: Bi, that's he's he's really he's really. I think you know personally he's my favorite player on the Pelicans just because of his demeanor and the way he comes off and the way like yes I just I just think that he's, he's just a cool guy. so I think one of the things that I took away from Brandon Ingram's um, media day availability was that he's starting to think the game a little more you talk you hear him talk about how he was getting the young guys together and how they need to play the game the right way and not so much do what you're so great at. But focus on the things that we need to do in order to win games, and like that's that's different, you know. That's a different that's a different way to think about the game. That's a different way to see the game. Um, and you can you you hear him talk about how he needs to get better defensively. I'm sure he sees the tweets. I'm sure he sees the the criticisms from every talking head about his defense um, and things like that. And you you heard him address that. You heard him talk about those are the type of things that I want to get better at um, in order to you know, in order to make sure that I'm doing things to help the team. He talked about his body and how he needs to keep his body, um, you know, get his body right. And they talked about the weight that he put on. I think Will asked him about it, um, about the weight that he was putting on. He was saying that how he wanted to make sure that his body was was able to withstand, you know, a long season and that he could continue to contribute, uh, you know, without missing games or anything like that. And, and so, you know, just seeing him kind of like, Take away from the physical part of the game is like, hey, I can work on my jump shot. I can work on post move. But talk about, hey, these are the things that I need uh, that I need to do to get better. Talking about defensively. Talking about leadership wise. Talking about playmaking. Talking about um, telling you know getting the young guys and saying, hey, look, you guys, we can score the ball. That's not a problem. He said that over and over again. Scoring the ball has never been a problem, and it hasn't. Like you, you saw Brandon Ingram and Zion. You saw the, the Pelicans' offense be you know, astronomical until it fell off a cliff when everybody got hurt. Um, but you, you he said, we can, we can score the ball. It's the other things. It's the other things that we have to do to get better. Um, and so I, I like that. I like that from an ultra, ultra talented, you know, uh, person to kind of start thinking the game and start thinking about things that, can can help you win games as opposed to just hey, you know, can we get buckets up? What's the easiest way to get buckets? Like, nah, there are different things. And then just overall you see him getting the the team together um and just kind of being that I think it was gnarl. Oh, it was Jackson, one of them who said it. I can't remember, was talking about his change in his, his personal behavior. Uh, as far as leadership, he's becoming more vocal. He's calling people. He's the one that's gathering people together. He's the one kind of getting everybody in line for what needs to happen. And I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I think that you don't have to have, you know, one specific leader. Uh, you don't have to have one specific leader lead one specific way. Uh, you can do, you know, you can have as many leaders on the team as you need to, um, and they can all lead in very different ways. We saw the way Garrett Temple and Sadoransky are going to lead. We see the way that Zion just kind of brings everybody together with his personality and his aura. And then you see B.I. kind of just being a laid-back guy, but kind of getting everybody together and becoming more vocal. And those are the type of things that you want to see uh, from, a you know, uh, your max player. Um, and I'm just – I'm really excited about this season. I think that he needed a full season to kind of see – what Zion could do and where he could pick his spots. And now again, with Willie green coming into the, to the fold, I think that, you know, they're going to be able to put Brandon Ingram in more advantageous positions. And I really do think that there is something to be said about his, um, his addressing of the defensive end. So, and, you know, bulking up a little bit. So we'll see, we'll see, but I'm, I'm excited about Brandon Ingram. I want to see him kind of get back to his most improved player of the year. Uh, And again, you know, I, I I hate, you know, I, I, I just want to see him get that dog out of him. This, this, I, I hear people saying. And I was listening. I think it was Zach Lowe podcast. You see glimpses. You see,
0: You see glimpses.
1: He was saying that there is something there that doesn't. That that his numbers don't translate to him at you know us winning games and you know there's a lot of national podcasts that I don't really agree with but there is something and I think that that's something that he was talking about is just that dog that like bro there's nobody on this court that can guard you who is going to be guarding you they're probably gonna put their best uh, defender on Zion you have to you have to make that second defender that, you know, you have to make him pay. You have to destroy him um, and go at him and don't worry about Zion. Don't worry about anybody else. If they can't guard you, go to it over and over again until they stop it. And that's that's what I want to see from B.I. this season. Uh, Give me 25, 26 points a game next to Zion and we rolling. Let's get it.
0: Yeah. I mean, he mentioned, he called it out. He said, Willie Green, this team is going to have a identity. And we talked about it on the pod, identity mm-hmm. of defense. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. fact that he – it sounds like he's bought in, right? He he's he mentioned he was like, "Hey, one of the questions were, how does this change you as someone who's already on a
1: max contract?" He's like, "I need to be better." But first of they all, wait, wait, money. Did you hear him accident? He almost slipped and said, "Money is the motivation." He almost, I heard you, bi, and I, I, I heard it, <laughs> and I'm not mad at it. He almost, he was like, "Money is the most." Well, they gave me more money, and now it's motivating me. He almost said money is the motivation, and I'm with you with that. I'm telling you, there's a lot of me and him got similar vices. We got similar vices, bro. Yeah,
0: but uh, I mean, he he spoke to it. He said he said, listen. He said defenses are I- identity. They mm-hmm. gave me a lot of money already. They already the city of New Orleans, the, the franchise already invested in me. I feel mm-hmm. like I owe it to them. Um, to go be better and so that that's a lot coming off 225 points per mm-hmm. game uh mm-hmm. years in a row uh before the hitting 25 years old that's a lot the yeah. other thing which i don't know if you peeped or not they asked him about lonzo they said hey lonzo mm-hmm. was cool? cool with you and zion like how's it feel he was like man i haven't really talked to Lonzo. yeah
1: you, which, say you, you, know, talk, you know, talk to him when he get there
0: all best friends and your boy just got the bag you might text him and be like what's good bro like hey man its it, it sucks that we're no longer together, but I'm glad you got the money. He was like nah, I ain't talked to we'll talk till we get there. yeah like, I was told I was told they were they were so separable. What, that, what I, that to
1: what me,
0: was the, to me that's like hey, we worry about what we got here like he he did his own thing and I'm happy for him he got his money. But we all right over here. Yeah, that's, we got- that's 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 the kind of persona I got. Wait, wait. So I'll, you mean to honest. tell
1: me the Pelicans are not going to go 0 82 because they traded <laughs> Lon- they let Lonzo walk? Is that man, what you are telling me? Okay.
0: man Don't get Lonzo's style- thoughts. Okay. Stands on here. Okay. Don't get Lonzo. Okay. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Let's I'm let's sorry. talk about somebody better than uh, than, than, than you Lonzo. Funny? So Mikael Alexander Walker. Um, hey. you know he was next on the mic, right? And so everybody has high expectations for now. The organization, the the fan base. Some people are. Like, oh, no, we don't know inefficiency. So he got on, like I said, Nikhil, what have you been working on? Uh, he said, leadership. One, he's like, you know, I've been here a little bit longer. No, nah, it's not 25 years. It's crazy. that <laughs> This team is just like, hey, man, you know, I've been here some life, Like, man, you ain't even 25 years old. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but they said, no, nah, what have you been working on? He said, decision making. Like making the right decision for the team. That goes back to what you were talking about before. Sometimes it's not about getting your – good shot off not it's not about showing how good your skill set is sometimes it's about looking for and now alluded to this, the great shot right yeah. how do we get the great shot whether it's early in the shot got whether it's late in the shot Kyra said it as well how do we get the great shot how do we how do we put everyone in, in a position where the team is better not necessarily me on the specific item and so I think a lot of the time the some of the things that have plagued now nah in the past were hey I got a bag of moves and I can get to the rim and I can get it up let me show it uh, because I'm only going to get a certain amount of time. But now mm-hmm. I think he feels a little bit more comfortable. You know, he was talking about he was at he was in uh, everybody's ear with Zato, with Garrett Temple talking about uh, with, with Devontae Graham talking about, hey, man, we're in, uh, in exchangeable. Like we can we can we can uh, both be on or, hey, we could one of us can sit down and like the skill doesn't really drop that drastically mm-hmm. um, because we can all do a lot of things. We can all play defense. We can all shoot the ball uh, to some degree. That's somebody who's buying in from a team perspective. And Hey, I got all this skill, but let me match – how my skill fits to what the team's trying to do. And so I think that level of growth and maturity is going to show a lot in him. Obviously, we know he can score. We know he can put it up. We know he's got a bag of moves. You know he can facilitate a lot of things. Now it's just about how do you do that in a a team environment? How do you do that from a a game-to-game, night-to-night, quarter-to-quarter basis so it's a betterment for the team? And I think those things are going to begin to click. And having Willie Green be there and having some vets that – You know, he he gave shots out to J.D. Reddick. He gave out to different folks. But having vets in there that are gonna hold him accountable defensively and going to say, hey man, that's not a good shot, or hey, you know, give that one up to go get a better shot. I think he's gonna to take to that coaching. So mm-hmm.
1: obviously, you know, Naw's our guy, but I, I, I want to hear your expectations for him. Nah, man, Nah is our guys. Read my guy Reed saying in the in the chat, Nah this that is that, <laughs> is that is that is where we you, you are in Nau Hive, And I mean it's just just the way it is, man. You 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 see this tall guard, man, and you just you see the work that he's been putting in. Um, You know, and, and again, you know, summer workouts are summer workouts, but I mean, the shots were being made, the dribbles were being made, the bag was being shown. Um, and so things like that. But at uh, you know, just to to come off the off the court with with no, I think you're starting to see a lot of maturity from Naw. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked, you know, they just a lot of things that Naw is giving out and like you was like you were alluding to, it's crazy that we're we're already in like Naw is like the wisdom guy. Um, <laughs> even though we were like he was a rookie with Zion. Like Man, you they do. told Kyra the same
0: thing. I was like, Kyra not 21 years old, how can he do It's be a crazy.
1: Fan? <laughs> that's this how young this team yeah. is, but you're starting to see Nal kind of it's kind of starting to click a little bit. And like I was mentioning with Brandon Ingram, uh, um, when you got really, really talented guys that start to think the game and start to look at things out, you know, bigger than the court and and how can you get, you know, mentally prepared for the game before the game even starts and things like that. And he mentioned something that I want to, you know, that, that well, he brought up something that is very, very relevant uh, as far as like the relationship between Zion and his teammates and other things like that. You know, he said that, During the season, he said, listen, Jackson and Zion are my brothers. Brandon Ingram is my brother. That is that they they know that they can hit me up whenever. Um, But he was like, no, we didn't really hang out as much, you know, during the summer. He said that, you know, when you have a relationship and you have friends the way you do, uh, on a team that is good to sometimes give that relationship a breather, a breather. Um, you know, and it's not any kind of, you know, misunderstanding, miscommunication. It's just, you know, we all together throughout the entirety of the basketball Basically season. Two some, seasons, Right. Last, it, last right. Right. Yeah. Right. And so he was like, man, you know, you don't get time to, to, to spend with your family and things like that, but he know, but you know, they know that if they need me, I'm here. And those are the type of th- like, that's, that's the kind of the uh, maturity that you need. That kind of like, Dispels a little bit of those, the, the, all of these stories that come out that oh, because they they aren't filmed together, or because they aren't tweeting each other, or because they aren't on Instagram live together that they hate each other, that they don't want to be each other uh, with each other, and it's obvious that that's not true. And it, there's a there's a certain kind of relationship that you have when you have friends that you know you just. You know I'm here, bro. Like I don't have to see you every single right. day. I don't have to talk to you every single day. But if you hit me up, it's all love, and that's what kind of nah was getting into. And so when you start to see that mental development of a of a guy, you know, we went from seeing no and Summerlee going for 25 points a game and, and just like just yeah. you know, and he was just a young kid that was just hooping. Like, just, who is this? Yeah, yeah. just I'm just yeah. out here giving buckets, and now right. you're starting to see him kind of look at the grand scheme of things and start to see, hey, you know, let the, you know, we saw the game start to slow down for him on the court. And now you're starting to see it kind of his game kind of develop. And that's what's got everybody kind of ready for him to take this next step, uh, myself included. And so what I'm expecting, uh, you know, just to be really, really solid, to be really, really good this season, um, you know, and whatever the case is, whether there's some games where he's, you know, starting, and hopefully we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, but you know hopefully he's starting and there's going to be times where he you know either he's not starting or not playing as much um, because somebody else may be you know going crazy and you know he's just not not that game for him but I'm ready for him to 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 kind of put it all together um, and kind of see now that he knows again that this is his backcourt along with Devontae Graham that he doesn't have to look over his shoulder um, for either point game either you know either for not scoring or whatever, or just to be pulled because of politics. And, you know, just just to kind of put a bow on that, man, I was watching NBA TV, and when I heard Stan Van Gundy say (laughs) that Gnaw is the key player for this team and that he's looking forward to him being a starter, I was like, there's no way this man man. just said this to our faces. That is so disrespectful. We've been saying that since last season. Cut to commercial. Uh, Uh,
0: well, yeah, I mean, I, 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 boy, nah, I think he's going to take that next step, man. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I honestly think it's in his car for him. I, I'm willing to bet I go to Vegas <laughs> with it. He has a better statistical season than Lazo Ball. I'm willing to <laughs> bet. So, uh,
1: anyways. Um, Definitely point shaved on our development, Ria. Really. Definitely.
0: <laughs> Definitely. So anyway, so person that was hot in the media this this uh, this summer, Jackson Hayes. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know his, his his legal issues with LAPD. Since then, there have been no. Uh, they came out and said there will be no charges to Jackson. He came and said he doesn't expect to miss any games this season, uh, things like that. So that's all good. You know, we'll leave that in the past. Whatever happens with that, happens with that. But it sounds like for the time now, Jackson's exonerated, and you know everything should be on the up and up moving forward. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talked about Jackson thus far. He looks bigger. He said he was 235. Like That's ridiculous. That's he said ridiculous. He putting on, he's, he's putting on weight, which I, I I know he's going to eventually get there because his dad is a big guy. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to get there. I don't know if he'll ever be some Shaq, but I, I think that – and he talks to it all the time. He doesn't want to put on too much weight because that takes away his speed. I think he's one of the fastest big men in the mm-hmm. league. So, mm-hmm. um, you know – I'm gonna let you talk to Jackson first and what are your expectations for Jackson going into the season?
1: Well, I expect him to not be suspended the way he said. Uh he said that he that he's That's not fair. yeah, That's he's fair. not he say he's not he hasn't heard anything, he hasn't talked to anybody about um any, you know, time being missed because of this altercation. Right. Um and he kind of wanted to dance around it a little bit, which, you know, respectable, you know, you got to give people their, their respect and everything. But he did say that he he had gone through a lot this summer and that it had, you know, kind of turned him uh, and kind of changed the way he, he saw things and helped him develop personally. Um, and that's all you can ask for for, for a young man. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see he talked about his shooting uh, and, and incorporating it more, but also saying that, look, I'm not going to just jack up threes and get away from what made me uh, really good and getting got me some. Uh, you know, good playing time. Uh, he said that he, you know, he's going to incorporate it slowly into his game. And you know, I'm. We saw bits and pieces of it last season, and it kind of got everybody excited. Uh, I think somebody also, and I can't remember. I'm sorry, I can't remember the reporter asked him about playing the four a little bit next to Jackson. I mean, uh, next to JV. Uh, in, in in case you know if that needs to happen and things. he saying, look, I'm I'm comfortable with it. Whatever the team is asking me, and I think part of. Him going to the three point line a little bit is is that he's going to be playing a little bit of four, um, you know, next to to whatever and going, you know, whatever those cases may be. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to, to see what Jackson is bringing this season. I, I'm glad that he's kind of put everything into perspective. You saw the game starting to change for him a little bit after his benching. And now, you know, you got this, 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 this altercation that happened over the summer. And now, um, you know, and now he's getting into it. So there's a lot of transform, you know, transformation stuff that went on, uh, between being benched and now this, this stuff. And so I'm interested to see how that all translates. Um, but I know Jackson's your guy. So, so, so go ahead. And say what you got to say about your guy. I got real big expectations for Jackson this season. I, I think by
0: halfway through the season, I think he'll close more games than not uh, for 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 the Pels. I think that as you see his shot, yes, he talked about his shot. Everybody's been talking about his shot. If he gets that element, man, the Pels going <laughs> to You got five players under 25 years old that can all run. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, when he gets to that, we'll get to that. But if he I can got hit it. If he can hit a shot a game from three, I think he'll hit more threes than JV this year.
1: And so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's
0: a better defensive presence. And so, if you're going mm-hmm. small ball five, why not Jackson? Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. He's a cheat he, code ass small ball five. He's a he small ball he, five, but he's seven he, feet tall, like a gym. He look like Rad
0: Daddy Four on Xbox. He could go on <laughs> the four, he could go on the five. All right. My, my my guy is out there, right? He At times, last like, year he was the best defender on the team. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy how overnight we would say that. But essentially, the back half of the season, like, he was locking down everything. And so in those closing lineups where you need someone to protect the paint and you need someone who could potentially stretch the four, if he continues to develop at that rate, there's mm-hmm. no reason he's not the starting center for the team next uh, next year. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, to, to his development. I think that he can kind of be the clock because that's a mismatch that, you know, not a lot of people have an answer for that. Right. Not a lot of people can jump with with Jackson or run with Jackson or get to the paint with Jackson. And then if he starts shooting threes, like or even any type of jumper, like that's that's unfair with Zion mm-hmm. and Trey Murphy and everybody. Like that. So I, I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to Jackson. I think his I think his minutes will be close with JV by the end of the year. I don't think it's going to be oh one guy plays 33 minutes, the other guy plays 15 like mm-hmm. with Stan. I think it'll be. 25 and 20, stuff like that. Like, I think the minutes are going to be closer than people think. And I think JV is a really good player, but in closing situations, I don't know if you want JV on whoever the small ball five might be. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm I, I'm thrilled that everything is behind him from that standpoint. It sounds like it kind of humbled him. He said his dad came down, started working with him. And, you know, his dad was an NFL player. Yeah, he said he's going to be staying with him for a coach, little bit too. Like, someone yeah. to, to really – lock in because he said that's what initially kind of flipped the switch for him when he got benched, you know, his dad was like, what are you doing? Like you got all this talent. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And that's what made him lock in. And so maybe that's a good, good dynamic to have. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, to, to Jax, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, um, man, this, this, this team's, Griff said it perfectly. This team is full of Swiss army knives now. Like there's a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things Mm-hmm. Um, both shoot the ball both play defensively be able to switch you're not stuck into this is the only way we can play mm-hmm. uh anymore um and so i I'm, I'm thrilled to look into that so those are kind of the mainstays of the team so now i want to talk to you about some of the bench players like kyra uh mm-hmm. like naji uh mm-hmm. who will be returning bill and herman gomez glad to have him back yeah. um in the fold uh Winnie gabriel you know still on the team things like that so herb dd Trey Murphy. Right. That, those are our new additions. We covered okay, them okay, last, okay. Come oh, got, them got last you, episode. I am talking about you. people that are coming back to the team. So mm-hmm. when you look at the, the the bench, to your point, I guess D.D.'s technically coming back, even though he only played a couple games. <laughs> but D.D., Billy, um, Josh Hart, um, Kyra Naji. What do you have? What is your expectation of that? Still, still a really young group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously now we got Zato and, and Garrett Temple and things like that.
1: But what do you expect of this young core guys? So you heard kind of Kyra talking about um, today at Media Day. Kyra was talking about, you know, just developing and, and finding things that he can improve on, um, you know, kind of step by step and things like that. And so Kyra is an interesting um, situation. Because, you know, you listen to Garrett Temple, and Garrett Temple said it himself. He said, you know, I'm going to uh, – You know, they asked him what, he, what does he think that he can bring uh, kind of to the team and what are the things that, that he can do. And, and Garrett Temple said, you know, I'm a veteran, but there are things that I can do on the floor. You know, there are, there are things that I can contribute on the floor, uh, especially defensively uh, and things like that. And so, uh, you know, get that, that sounds like Garrett Temple expects to play. Um and you know he was talking about so glowingly about Sato, uh, Sato the guy he came from Chicago with. Oh, they have um, a real cool relationship, yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. They're,
0: they're real close. They're real close. Cool. They yeah, yeah, when
1: uh when Garrett Temple left, Sato told that boy, um, uh, you know, it's over when they start asking you about coaching. That is that was hilarious. <laughs> I that was like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's right. Um, yeah. but Garrett Temple seems to to want to wanna, uh you know, he he seems like he's here uh not only to contribute to off the court. Uh, but to, to to kind of be on the court. And so that kind of puts Kyra in a position where, like I said, I think he's going to spend a lot of time. Um, back in Birmingham where, where you know where he's comfortable um just kind of getting getting himself together getting his body together getting the, the game together so I think Kyra's is gonna you know he's gonna come along but you're gonna have to give him some time to kind of develop and, and show the things that you know that made him so good uh in college and so um you know herb herb came and he he talked about he talked about uh the thing that that struck me with herb is that he talked about role he talked about uh, he was very self-aware so they asked him you know about his Propensity to stop and the the defensive the not on herb nickname and the not in you know just just the, his defensive prowess and he said that hey man I know that. You know that's what they drafted me for, and you know that's what I'm here for. I'm here to be uh, a wing defender, and you know you love to hear that. That's all we've been praying for with wing defenders. <laughs> we got two, um, and now we got now we got them on day, right? And so he he talked about you know how the things that he can contribute to the to the team, and I think um like like you know like people have always said that you know there's a lot of of, of basketball IQ there with, with Herb, and so I think that Herb might be able to contribute early um earlier to to you know to to the team, and you know maybe. He here or there, um, but kind of make his mark defensively. Uh, Najee, of course, Najee is our guy. This is Najee Hive as well. Uh, yeah, he talked about being, you know, kind of the man for, for Summer League and I uh, talked about you know his defensive IQ and you know the things that he wants to bring defensively. They he he talked about his his contract and now now that that's so guaranteed and everything that he wants to show everybody that hey I'm worth more than this contract um, and kind of play better than that. Now you know those are the things you like to hear. Um, you know he's gonna bring that defensive energy. Um, and I think that you know there's a shot. I don't know how you know how it is uh, that he may have some starting roles. You know some starting games uh, just I to kind of. Think about it. Last year, in the middle right. of nowhere, Najee started the games, and then he right. was a starter for the rest right. of the season. So, right, and I think that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna be good for him. Uh, Though, you know, those minutes that he played as a starter, uh, and as Reed said, nobody asked him about Dykeman. Uh, yeah, that would have been cooler to hear. That, you know, what was the story about that? Um, maybe, but, maybe one day Pell spot him up there. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get him on here and ask him. Um, But, yeah, bro, I I just think that the young guys on the team, as well as Garrett Temple and as as well as Sadoransky, Sadoransky talked about, um, you know, he he has a kind of similar story to Alonzo, which is weird. He was saying that when he came into the league, he Mm -hmm. couldn't play point guard because he was behind John Wall and it wasn't minutes there. So he had to learn to play two guard and had to learn. Uh, kind of the shooting guard, the shooting guard position, uh, and kind of the, he says shooting wing position because he's six, what, he's six seven, where tall he is, yeah, and a right, he, arms, and so those are kind of things that Lonzo had to do. You know, if you're not going to be well, at least here because Zion turned into point Zion and who he was, he had to learn how to do that shooting guard thing and and kind of shoot it and work on that. And so I think that he talked about that that, that Swiss Army knife and the flexibility of today's NBA and 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 what you need in a modern NBA roster, um, and those are the type of things that we have now. We have big guards and wing players and wing defenders, uh, especially off the bench. That bench mob is going to be so dynamic defensively that it's going to I think that at some point in at every point in time on the court, you're going to have somebody that can counteract, you know, whatever it is that you either you have to hide Devontae Graham or, you know, things like that. And so um I think that there's a there's a, you know, there's a there's a there's a high ceiling for this for this uh for this team's bench. I think they're going to be one of the best defensive benches in the league. I think they they they're going to come yeah. in, yeah. They're going to come in and just smother teams and I think you know that that summer league and and those minutes that that Najee played last season um I think that all of that is going to come in handy uh Josh Hart another one came in and and talked about defensively and rebounding and the things that make him him you know and makes him go uh and so I think you know just all of those personalities that just want to play defense and be tough-minded I think that's a good defensive uh kind of to have a kind of bench to have a defensive-minded bench because again scoring has never been a problem with the Pelicans. Right. So if you have all of these guys that you could kind of plug in and, and fix defensively and fix the leak every one here there whatever the case is, you have a big defender in Jackson. You have wing defenders in Herb and Trey. You got guard defenders in Najee and Didi. So either way, you can plug. You should be able to plug. Uh, you know, some kind of because whatever hole is needed, you you should be able to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. So as far as the bench, like. There were games where the bench was just hard to watch last year, right? We couldn't get points up, um, things like that. I'll tell you what, this Pelicans team is a lot deeper than it was yeah. before. Like, let's not let's not be dumb. We're not playing all eighty-two games with all of our starters. Like, that's right. not going to happen. People right. are going to miss games. I think they're in a much better situation.s To to respond to that to be able to say hey we got guys on our second and third string that that could play starter minutes and come in for a pinch and be fine right Mm -hmm. um and to your point a lot of swiss army knives where guys have duplicate roles and so i think josh hart had a somewhat of a down year uh statistically obviously shooting the ball was a down year for him um but this is an opportunity to show what he has so that you know whether he's on this team or the next uh, he can t- continues to grow. I saw you yeah, got uh,
1: something to play for. Right, tonight, right, right. I saw mm-hmm. something
0: uh, a- along the lines that um, a lot of a lot of them said the same thing. It was like, hey, this is going to be a free flow in offense where we look for the best shot. Whereas last year was like, feed the ball to Zion, feed the ball to B.I. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. You get it in only if you got an open shot. And I mm-hmm. think what Willie's trying to instill is everybody play basketball the right way. And, and everybody's time will come, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. B.I. and Zion, they're going to get more looks, things like that. We get that. Not saying everyone, it's equal opportunity offense. That's all we're saying. But you're going to have nights where somebody's got – Trey got it going. Najee got it going. Like, let's not act like Najee didn't put up 20 a couple nights. That there mm-hmm. were nights where he was the best guy on the court. So mm-hmm. there's going to be opportunities, to your point, to match up uh, with different teams and match up with different benches uh, and be able to show up in different ways. Uh, for this team. Now, I w- I do wish that we had a little bit more shooting on the bench. Absolutely. I wish there was Absolutely. one more guy who was more shooting than he was defense, mm-hmm. uh, but that's why we got Fred Vincent. right? <laughs> no, we'll see, right? So now just <laughs> showed that he's been working on that in the summer. Mm-hmm. You saw him shooting the three with confidence. Obviously, you got Trey. Her probably has a ways to go. Zato's been an okay uh, three point shooter for the course of his career. We know Devontae can put it up. So, again, it's not one of those things where you sub five out, you sub five in. It's going to be, hey, this roster, this lineup needs a little bit of shooting. Let's, let's put him in, right? Let, let, mm-hmm. let's, let's take out a little bit of defense, put a little bit of more offense. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to how Willie Green uses all these pieces. I expect the first couple of weeks or so to really be fluid, right? The rotation, you shouldn't go into the season saying this is our rotation and we ain't making no adjustments like some other coach would do. Mm-hmm. You should go into saying how, who plays best, Who plays best with who? Who feeds off well? Which unit can we get up and down with? Which unit do we know is going to struggle offensively or defensively? And how do we switch that up? How do we, you know, monitor the minutes? Maybe Zion needs to sit down first. Or Biad needs to sit down first. Or maybe one got it going and we leave him in. But because of the versatility on the bench, we can account for them sitting down later because there's another Mm -hmm. guy that can help contribute offensively. I think Willie Green is that type of coach to get the most out of those guys. And so, you know... uh, the theme of today I heard was was Willie Green, to be honest with you. It Was mm-hmm. hey, he's a players coach. Hey, I, I haven't spent a lot of time with him yet, but you could tell like he knows how to talk talk to players and he knows that this is what we're gonna be our having. So you feel a sense of
1: buy-in from this conversation. I mean, the man was playing he played a round of golf with with, with, with Garrett, Garrett Temple, Temple and then going to get coffee with uh with with Saddle. And those are just just things that's like you didn't hear that. You know, nah. you those are the type of things that you just <laughs> kind of like, happen, right? yeah, just kind of like show up to practice and and like I'll know I'll get to know you there, but yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: so you 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 get a sense of buy in, you get a sense of a family with this team, right? You get a sense of hey, let's get to know each other better. Let's let's learn how we can all learn, and that's coach included, right? Mm-hmm. It's not old oh, players over there and coaching staffs over here. It's like let me help to learn y'all because you know yourself better than a coach would. Let him uh, let him in. Let him understand a little bit better. So you trust him in those situations. So when things go bad and there will be down moments, there will be losing. Absolutely. Those things happen over the course of the NBA season. Everybody just doesn't turn on everybody. It's one of those things that will be all right. We'll fix things internally. We'll get things done and we'll come out of this better. And you get that sense uh from from some what the players were saying today how they were saying their body language and things like that so mm-hmm. you know the next couple of weeks are gonna be a lot of fun obviously pell Pel start training cap start actually doing the work on the court uh and, and mm-hmm. team team uh, success you'll see pregame uh, uh preseason games coming up in the next week, week or so i'm looking forward to it bro um, you know tells me that it was fun today there were some direct questions some direct answers which that's what we're looking for as fans right and so mm-hmm. let's give the time let's give the team the opportunity to put things together and see what we come out with so uh I, we appreciate y'all joining uh, us for this show obviously the next show we're gonna have a little bit more to talk about and more and more as we
1: lead up to the season but with that being said
0: what you got left for the people Gary?
1: as always you know it doesn't know what people going through out here so give somebody a smile um, you know, contri- continue to, to, to contribute to, uh, re- restoration, um, programs and, and all of those things. Um, the city still needs help. Um, the city still needs any kind of help that anybody can do. Um, shout out to Larry, uh, for finally catching us live. Uh, welcome in, uh, you know, see if you can make a couple of more. We, we, we have fun in here, man. Um, no, thank you Rob thank you for coming through as well so okay. uh follow follow me uh at Garrick underscore rattler follow my brother raphael underscore rattler follow uh the page of the podcast uh at PelsPod pod on Twitter um like you said we'll we'll have another show next week and probably gonna have some more because the pelicans do, they don't know how to stay out yeah, of the the news uh big shout out to the Saints on a win um, on a big win on a, on a bounce yeah, back yeah. so shout out to them who that uh but yeah as always we'll see you guys next week man so
0: we have